It's M grads in the building. How y'all doing today? Yes, everybody. I want to give a shout out to my man, Quinn Cook, who just joined us from the L.A. Lakers, two-time champion, my boy, TP, Tony Parker. Say what's up to Quinn. Take your mic. Take, see, Tony, Tony doesn't have to work the mic yet. TP, what's up? Man, Quinn, I don't know if, it's, if, it's, if his, his stuff knows how to work. You know the work his stuff yet it was just working. Can you hear me? He got cricket. He got cricket, so his stuff don't be working right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, Quinn, that's crazy. You jumped in right when we was talking about the uh the NBA season. That's crazy. So Quinn, you're gonna give us a little talk, man. Tell us about the bubble, man, and winning the championship there, bro. Because I mean, people say what they gotta say, but I want to just 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 talk about it, bro. Talk about the bubble, first of all. How was it down there? Man, that shit was rough, dog. I ain't gonna lie. It was rough. Uh, it was different just being, you know, out, out of your comfort zone, you know, used to, you know, going out, being with your friends, being with your family in there. It was really just a team. It's like AAU for real. So, uh, I don't know. It, it was definitely a sacrifice, but, uh, you know, we locked in. You know, we had some great leaders, and, uh, you know, we got it done. Yeah, I was telling people about the AAU stuff. Hey, elaborate on that, Quinn, because I was like, this is just another AAU tournament, you know, pretty much. From the guys who played AAU, they gonna they they gonna be like, man. But I mean, we didn't do they they didn't do two two month bids down in the AAU tournament. It's only for the weekend, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah. I mean, it was basically just sweet there. You know, you go to certain tournaments or certain camps, like you there, like camp. Some camps you go to, man, you there like week. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't had no cell phone. So, like, it was really just me, a couple of my teammates. And then, shit, you had to make, meet new friends and stuff like that. But um, in a bubble, you know, it was it was just, you know, our family for – I mean, our teammates for real. How crazy were the card games in the, in the going down there? Like, was y'all doing that or was y'all playing Madden? Um, My team, you know, some guys – uh. You know, uh, some guys play cards and stuff. I don't think they play a lot of cards, though. I think you. I think more. It was more like video games and stuff. We had our little crew. Who we all I saw you had a Mad a Madden tournament going on. Yeah. So me, so me, Markeith, and Dion, like we're real, we're we're real big in the Madden. And uh, you know, we were talking about it so much. You know, Bron and and Duns and AD um, and KCP, they all got you know into our little league. So we did like a little tournament um, and every game we did was, we always did it on, on days in between games. So we had a game on Tuesday. We had our league games on Wednesday and uh, it was fun. <laughs> it was a good, it was a good way to make off days go by fast. And uh, man, it was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of trash talking, a lot of, you know, uh, it was just a lot of camaraderie going on, man. And, you know, our, our, I remember another thing we did was, you know, when those verses were coming on, we all would watch the verses like it was a concert, like a real concert. And we would talk about it all day. And uh, man, it, was, it was a fun group, man. It made, it made the bubble um, go by faster for sure. Yeah, that's crazy. So, Quinn, okay. Let's talk before we see, because on the podcast, we don't be having a script, you know what I'm saying? We just be talking, yeah. right? And yeah. then today, today, you commented on my tweet about um that was today <laughs> yeah <laughs> today you coming on my tweet about and i'll be forgetting you was was you on that you was on the warriors that warriors team right i was in new orleans i, I was on the, i was on the team the next year oh, okay okay my bad okay good okay 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 yeah, okay. Yeah. okay kd was on the team though right maybe i was kd's first year okay well i mean i mean okay so <laughs> so if steve doesn't send in the hitman uh-huh you really think you really think that um here we go. You really think that 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 if Kawhi doesn't get hurt, that's a big if I know if if, if this were the fifth, we know we'd all be drunk, whatever. But like you don't think you think Kawhi 
the way he was hooping, you think that in the way the Spurs were up at like twenty before he went out. Like you, the, the, you think this is, that that's just one game, and then the next game, you think Steve Kerr makes an adjustment to beat Pop three more games? I'm not talking. I'm not. I'm not. This Pop we talking about. I'm not. I'm not. And I and I know. I know it's a touchy subject because you want to ring. I'm not trying to have you like. Oh, I you mean, know, talk about Kerr's coaching. That's I, I, I'm. I wasn't on that team, and I don't play for the Warriors no more. So, it's it's no. It's not, I, not me being biased. It's just me being a real hoop fan, and I studied the game, and I was in the league right. that year and played both teams. Right, right. They had nine days off. They swept. I, I forgot who they played the round before that. They swept. Swept through the whole playoffs. I. They had nine days off. The Spurs came in hot. You know, they was a little rusty. Mm-hmm. They was up. I mean, it happens like it happens. I do not think that the Spurs would have won a series. I thought it would have been <laughs> a better series. They probably would have won that game for sure. They probably uh, would have won five or six, but no way that San Antonio uh, would have that team that year. No way. No way. No, nah, I know. Not, uh, Katie was uh, – Katie was on a – was was special. Well, he is special. Well, one game, the whole playoffs, bro. No, I know. I mean, I know. I just my thing is like it's just fun to see how. how Here's my thing, though. Here's my thing. What uh-huh. I dislike about Warriors fans has nothing to do with Steph. Okay. Uh-huh. Our guy. Well, okay. First of all, let me tell you, everybody who's listening, that people think I know everybody. Quinn Cook knows literally everybody in the NBA on the planet. Like anybody in sports. He knows an entertainment. Quinn Cook knows he's just the mayor of the industry, pretty much. Okay, he knows everybody. So, um, I mean, it's true. So, uh, you talking about KD, right? My thing is, I don't like how Warriors fans don't give him his 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 respect. Okay, they don't give KD the respect he deserves. I don't think, you know, at all. To be honest with you, because like I've had guys tell me that. I can't believe you said if KD wasn't there or that KD won those rings. And I'm just like, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to get you in trouble here, but I'm just saying like, to me, it's kind of obvious that if KD wasn't there, they don't win those rings. Now they may have gotten there. Maybe, maybe, but I don't think they beat Braun without Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant was the complete X factor. I mean the Y factor, the Z factor of those series. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm just saying the Warriors fans not giving KD his love kind of upset me. I know you saw you was there with them for the last two years. Um, I don't want you to speak on the fans. I just want you to speak on like what KD did, what you saw, what you saw firsthand, what he was doing. Um, just dominated really. Um, but I think. Uh, what made him so special was he elevated everybody else on that team. Um, you know, they say he's the best scorer of all time, could be the best scorer of all time. Um, he can go out and score 40 every night. But he was getting 29, 31 on like 11 shots, bro. And he fed off getting Clay and Draymond and Steph threes and stuff, man. And he was just going so much. And uh, it was – unfortunate how it all ended you know him getting hurt and stuff but he put his body on the line for us and uh man it was it, it, it was a tough way to end and then obviously he made the decision to go to brooklyn but man i just think you know he, he took those guys over the top um you know that team healthy i was on the team for two years um it wasn't a lot of teams beating us bro like especially when we locked in like i'll never forget man not like no disrespect to, to anybody but like it, we never like, like we never like was tripping. You know what I'm saying? Like we got down, right. we got down. <laughs> we got, we got down uh, was it three? It was three two. We got down in Houston. You know, it's my first time. I had missed a little game winner and shit. Like, you know, uh, I'm like, damn, like, bro, we about to, we about to lose. Like, you know, it's about to be my fault. And man, like, dog, like they was never tripping. Like they knew, like. <laughs> We was gonna win the we was gonna win the series, bro. And just to have that kind of confidence, that's something that always stick with me, bro. And you know, they knew that that's one of the best teams ever. Man, okay. Since we got Tony back, you know, his his uh he got his dial up working. Um Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn, Quinn, 
man, I remember when you was in high school. I've known Quinn since, man, I don't even know. How long have I known? I've known Quinn forever, okay? Wow. Like, I'm, t- I, okay, I saw Quinn first time when he was, I think he was going to be a sophomore. Yeah, he was going to be a sophomore yeah. at Pangos. Yep. Right? And you came in, and I was like, man, who is this guy in Isaac's team getting all these buckets? Like, who is this? <laughs> Yo, man. I did not know. I think that was going to be your junior or whatever, but you was killing. And that's my mm-hmm. man. Cook, nigga, you go to Oak Hill. That nigga, nice. I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't know. And then mm-hmm. I hooked on gay because, I don't know, I think you had like 37 or 30-something 30 nasty, like 15 assists in the same game. I'm like, who is this nigga? Like, damn. Yeah. And then, like, <clears throat> the great thing was was I was happy when you resigned. That was, that was the second time, and then I was just as happy. Like, Quinn Cook is the – only guy he to win a championship with KD and LeBron James, KD and Steph. <laughs> like I don't know if too many guys can say that. That's a that's a great accomplishment. Like Quinn, I just want to say like I've seen the whole journey, brother. Like I'm yeah. so proud of you. I've I've seen Thank it you. all. I'm so proud of you. Because I was at Brad's house this summer. Uh, this summer we was watching the McDonald's All American video yeah. that I, that I did when I worked at the mixtape company, and uh, it was just great to see it and just like seeing all your your stuff like. Especially when you became a Laker, because we know how much you love the Lakers. Yeah. It was like, I mean, it was just everybody knew that. Like, yeah. and then just talk about like that, man. Talk about like just growing up as a kid and like just everything, you know, just becoming a Laker and then like just how it feels like when when that happened. Yeah, Tony. I mean, Tony. Remember, Tony? We uh we won two two gold medals together, and I remember the two summers that we played USA. We was we was together like Team USA. The first one. He was in Orlando. We was in uh, Argentina, and then uh, when they beat Orlando, we was in Argentina, and then the next one, the next year, we was in Germany, and they beat uh, they beat Boston. And he remembers how crazy I was going. Like I, I made everybody on the team like watch the game. Like we had to watch the, we had to make sure we watched the Lakers game. It didn't matter what was going on. We had to watch the Lakers game, and uh, so. I just think for me growing up as a kid, man, my pops, like I was growing into it. Like I was born into it. My pops was a Laker fan. And the growing most up, Laker was, gear I ever in my life. <laughs> the, the most Laker gear I've ever seen in my life. I swear to God, I've never seen that yeah. much Laker gear in my life. That's that's yeah. one thing I could always say. That Laker gear, he had it all from but from hats to puff jackets to jerseys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit, that shit was for real. And then, like, growing up, like, my pops, my pops, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of, like, how we bonded, you know what I'm saying? Like, we watched the Lakers game together. Like, it didn't matter. Like, if if it was a school night, I got to watch the first half. Other than that, like, I got to watch the whole game with him, you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of how we bonded. And, uh, man, like, growing up, shit, like, Kobe, Jack, like, they were lit. So, it was fun for me to be a fan. And I was growing to it, man. For for me to sign with them, I didn't get drafted. So that was like my my uh my draft night when I signed with the Lakers for the first time. And then this year, you know what I'm saying, coming back, um, you know what I'm saying? I just try to try to keep everything in perspective of, you know, how I felt when I was a kid and stuff. So anytime I go into practice and going to the games, I, I try not to take it for granted because this is literally what I dreamed of my whole life. That, that's amazing. And and I'm, I mean, we talked this summer, and then and after you signed back, I was I was super happy, like super happy, because like yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's just great, you know. You back, you gonna win another Quinn. You what, bro? This is, <clears throat> let me tell people about Quinn Cook, okay? Because y'all be sleeping on my boy. Because somebody was mad disrespectful today on Twitter, and I wanted to say something, but I'm not gonna give nobody no life because it's like if I speak on it, it's just it's pointless. Y'all got Quinn messed up. First of all, he went to Oak Hill. He's one of the the. He, don't you have your number hanging up at Oak Hill? Didn't you yeah, get your I, mean, I got my name on the little. Oh, you got your name. Okay, I mean, okay, like that's that's a lot. Okay, McDonald's All American Player of the Year, all that stuff, right? Wins a natty at Duke. Everybody went to he went to Duke. Everybody said he wasn't gonna play. He went to national championship. You know what I'm saying? They've been hating on my guy Quinn Cook since the beginning. Okay, then he got it out the mud when he was in the G League, right? Worked your way up. <clears throat> great character, you know, great character. That helped him a lot. Quinn understands the 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 game of basketball, the whole game of basketball, and this, that's great. You know, most guys don't get it. You know, then he gets a ring with Golden State, 
and now he's on the Lakers, his dream team, and he got a ring last. I mean, it's like you just if you know Quinn, you just know that it's just a great story, and he deserves everything he gets, man. I'm gonna keep a thousand, y'all. You know, I like to say the politically correct things, and TP, you know me, like I, I, I try to be as humble as possible, but like I think I get a lot of hate. But I mean, like I don't give a fuck about no. I'm from DC. I ain't worried about that shit. Right, but, right. But uh, I think I get a lot of hate, bro, because like I'm, re- I'm like relatable. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm six one. Like I'm, I'm from a place like I got this shit out the mud. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm a real nigga. Like I'm real. Like I ain't with none of that other shit. You know what I'm saying? And I think right. that's what that's that's how that's like why people be the real fuck with me because I'm not with. Of that shit, you know what I'm saying, and I, I, I get the hate is because I'm a good teammate. I'm cheerleader, this and that. But my whole life, bro, I've been, I was the man my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Your whole life. I nothing was given to me after being all American in high school, after winning two, two gold medals, after being all American in college. Like, I, like people say, I want to go play a Duke. All right, I played right. all American national champion. I was supposed to get drafted. I didn't get drafted. You know what right. I'm saying? I ain't go take the bread overseas. I I I, I stayed broke in the D League for a year and a half and got that shit out the mud. You know what I'm saying? Talk like people, up. People want people be wanting to. Bro, bro, I remember, bro, when I was at Duke, bro. Like, I had so many niggas trying to come to Duke, stay with me, and you know what I'm saying. I have a good game, bro. I got 100 messages, 200 messages, and shit. Man, I got to the D League, bro. I'm playing on Facebook Live. I have four in D League. The only people text me is my mom and like. My closest people, you feel me? Like you kind of see, you kind of see how people change shit, and that shit humbled me, bro. But how could you hate? How could you hate a a a, a younger who got this shit out the mud, bro? I don't, mud. And I'll be chilling, bro. I'll be doing that. I'll be chilling. <laughs> happy to be here, bro. I don't shit on nobody. I don't take it for granted. You know what I'm saying? And people just be hating, bro. But I'm from the head capital, bro. I don't care about that shit, bro. Hey, and look, look at you. Decorated career, like you, you, you a legend. Yeah, I don't uh, care what nobody says. The thing is, bro, like I be feel like I'll I'll be, I'll be I'm thankful, bro. I'm like very humble. I know I'm blessed, but like like to to, to win a ring on every level is great, but like, I feel like I deserve that shit, bro. Because I Thank I don't I don't I don't been through it, bro. Like I don't I don't I don't been through it, bro. I don't been broke, bro. I don't been, you know. Fucked up, like nigga. I lost my pops at fourteen, bro. Like I didn't know, you know what I'm saying about certain shit that was gonna happen in my life. So I can care less about basketball, bro. If I get cut from a team, all right, cool, whatever, nigga. I've been through real life, you know what I'm saying. So thank you. I don't be caring about that shit, bro. I just be mad. A lot of my niggas, a lot of my niggas, I grew up with not here, bro. A lot of my niggas in jail, you know what I'm saying. So all that people be talking, I don't care about that, bro. No, I know, and that's that's uh, that's that's just great. Like I, I just, that's great. I, I mean, and that's some real humbling shit because, like, this is what a lot of people understand. Like, Quinn, you was a McDonald's All American. You went to Oak Hill. You know, you went to Dematha before that. People yeah. forget about that. You went to Dematha before that, which is another powerhouse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and then you, then you, and you went to Duke. Yeah. Okay, like the, the road is just you won a national championship. You know, and then you didn't get drafted. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's like people don't understand, like. How like okay, for all the stuff that you did, I'm not trying to say because people like you're six, like you said, you're six one. People, you know, they didn't they didn't measure what you had beaten in your chest. You know what I'm saying? So like, what I'm trying to say is like, for like people who think like because you got all the accolades and stuff like that. Oh man, well he's a McDonald's All American. He should make it because nowadays a lot of guys who make McDonald's All American they get like you know ushered in and they get protected on the way up. So like, I'm glad you said how you said it because. A lot of guys get to the G League, and they be like, "Man, I man, I'm so I'm better than this," and then they they don't ever get it. So, like, what would your advice be to somebody who's I mean, listening, who's like, who's like, the year and a half I was down there, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you could you could see how people like either careers is like it's like not to say it's over, but they kind of diminish because you can't feel like that you better than where you at. You know what I'm saying, like. Don't 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 for one second didn't think don't don't for one second think that I didn't think I ain't belong down there. But I wasn't playing a blame game. Like I was seeing guys, man, blame everything on the agent, blame everything on the college coach, blaming everything on this and that. I was lucky, man. I had a I had a great vet 
you know, John Holland on my team. I was a rookie. And uh, he just always tell me, bro, we're here for a reason. So we got to we gotta figure out why we're here. You know what I'm saying? I was scoring, bro. I was averaging like 30. And somebody wasn't getting called up. And I was seeing guys getting called up. One thing they was doing, they was picking guys up full court. I wasn't doing it. I was scoring 30 and, 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 and getting triple doubles and shit, but I wasn't picking up guys full court. You got to think, you know, if, if, if you're in the D-League, you fighting for a 10-day contract. Nine times out of 10, when you get called up, you're going to be the 12th, 13th man on the floor. The, the, I mean, on the team. The 12th and 13th man, they're not calling you up to score 30. They call right. you to pick a nigga up full court. They're calling you up to be a good teammate. You know what I'm saying? Once you kind of flip your mindset, you know, for me, when I flip my mindset, like, bro, I remember my, when I first got down there, bro, I brought my TV. I had I had bought an Xbox. You know what I'm saying? I had my clothes. I had my fits, bro. I was comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got comfortable down there. And when I got back from All-Star break, I had, I had one bag, bro. I had one bag. I kept it packed. And everywhere we went, I took that bag with me because I'm like, bro, I ain't, I'm not comfortable down here, bro. Like, I'm going right. to be out here real soon. Once I just right. With my mindset, but guys can can really fall in that trap. Like, man, I'm better than this. I did this in college, did this in high school, stuff like that. But you gotta look at it like, man, I'm down here for a reason. Let me, let me, let me try to fix it. So, uh, I was lucky. I had some good vets for me. Yeah, that's that's a great. That's that's great. But like another thing you said though, like TP could tell you, like me being like the highly ranked kids, um, in the country, being a man in your city, like we always gonna have that target on our back, and they and they always think that the carpet is gonna be. You know, laid out for us, but I think it's the opposite, bro. Like, I feel like once you had all them accolades when you was young, like, people try to go like the complete opposite. Like, a, a dude like me, I went to the biggest, two biggest high schools and the biggest college you could think of. You, you, there is no doubt in my mind, bro. I'm thinking, like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think yeah. my school is going to be easier, right? Right. Like sometimes, like, they try to go opposite to, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I think, you know, I look at the guys who got drafted, you know, in my class, like, it's a lot of guys who not never, there anymore. Never, never even played in the league, or you know what I'm saying, did a one or, or two year bid, and maybe, maybe I had to go down to the D league and figure myself out and get better, and you know, I landed on my feet. I know, and that's crazy because, like, you essentially, like, especially like not getting drafted, and like you going to Duke, it's like people have this like when you don't get drafted, it's like ha ha ha, yeah, see. Like they be, they be. It's, it's like weird. Some people be happy and shit. You know that you didn't get drafted. Like you deserved it and shit. And it's like, look at Fred Van Vliet. There's so many guys who didn't get drafted. You're another no. a great story. Yo, yo, I had yo. I never told nobody this, bro. I had a chick, right? A little chick that I that I had. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had knew we was going back and forth a little bit. You know, during that summer, and I I never forget it, bro. Like I ain't get drafted. You know, I was crying after. You know, I remember the first person to call me was KD. We talked for like 30 minutes. Um, I thanked everybody who came and you know, uh I ended up signing with OKC that night, but I couldn't make it public yet. So um I ain't get drafted, boom, man. You know, you got your people on on, on Twitter, aha, shit like that. And right. you know, your barbershop talking, yeah, you know, the, right. the, the, the the haters or whatever. And I knew that was gonna come, but I'll never forget it. You know, one of my guys had a had a draft party that night. <laughs> so so uh, I'm, I'm going back and forth with the girl. I'm like, yeah, you know, what you doing tonight? And she said something slick. Like, she said something slick, not in regards to me getting drafted or something, but it was something that kind of – I said, well, who are you talking to? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, <laughs> uh, type shit. Kind of like I was in a bed. But I'll never forget it. Like, I had to sit up. Like, oh, you feel me? She said something. So I replied, like, man, like, man, go ahead. Like, ain't nobody trip about you. Like, go ahead. You feel me? She was like, "Well, I'm going to part. I'm going to. I'm going to hang out with the with the with the with the draft picks. Like, 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 did a little shot. But like, you wow. feel me? Like, shot, like yeah, I'm gonna go hang with the niggas who got picked. Nigga, you ain't get picked. You feel me? Wow, mm-hmm. bro. I can't forget it. Boom. Fast forward <laughs> three years later, bro. Fast forward three years later. I'm in a bay, bro. Like, shit. This, I, this the night, bro. Steph, Steph ain't play. I had 27. We played Brooklyn. I never forget it." Me, Jordan Bell, and Katie, we go out that night. Chick hit me. I don't got her number, nothing. I don't got her number. <laughs> she hit me like, hey, like, like, hey, Q, like, what's up? So I'm like, who this? You feel me? I'm single at the time before I met my girl. Like, yeah, I hate it. Like, who this? You feel me? She like, uh, it's blah, blah, blah. I look, I'm like, oh, like, 
I don't reply. She like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the Bay. You know, because I see I had a game. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to link up with you. Don't reply. We go out that night. I see her in a spot. She try like, she try to come over. You feel me? Like, <laughs> I'm like, what's up? Like, she like, why you ain't hit me back? Blah blah blah. You know me. I'm like, nah, shit. I thought you was with the the, the niggas who got picked. You feel me? Like, <laughs> three years later, you feel me? I'm on the Warriors now. I'm Jai, you feel me? You feel me? Talk your shit, nigga. Talk your shit. I never forget it. Like she tried, she tried to play with me, bro. Like when I get drafted, but it came back full circle. And I got the last laugh too. So the one thing I can the one thing I could say about Quinn is like even like I met Quinn when I was like a freshman in high school, going into my ninth grade year. So he had already played like a whole high school season. So he giving me all the pointers and shit. We get to the gym. I'll never forget this. Quinn is like really stretching. And I'm looking at him like, nigga, what is you stretching for? And he's like, bro, you gotta stretch, dog. He was like, you too damn big not to be stretching. I'm like, man, you on bullshit. But like Quinn had dealt with injuries before any of us. Yeah. He dealt with a whole wad of shit before any of us had even have even thought about shit like that. And he still, he ain't never make excuses. He was never one of them mixtape niggas who was dunking on people, but he always got the job done. And I feel like that's what people really don't understand about why he is where he is. To people who knew him and was around him, he already knew this was going to happen. Like, he never made excuses, always got the job done. It was people that was putting above him that he was better than because they was dunking and shit and doing all the... That's what I always say. And then another thing about Quinn is the nigga never lost. I ain't never lost a basketball game. Say that again. Say that again, Tony. I ain't never lost a basketball game with Quinn on my team. We undefeated. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. Like, he won. So, like, for for if you're looking at a point guard to win at every level, that got to mean something. You know, I don't understand why he had haters, but boy, did he have them. And it's just like. Well, All my right. thing is, I can I can relate to you, Quinn, because when you know a lot of people, when you know a lot of people, people get mad. You know what I'm saying? So I think people got to think like I I had the Chico, bro. Like my best friend, like my 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 best friend growing up was fucking Kevin Durant. So like, right, right, I'm right. With Russ and right teams, and like when I'm 13 years old, you know what I'm saying? Like I, right. I knew Braun when I was 14. So like, right. Well, and Beasley, Michael Beasley, too, Nolan, all of them. Me, Mike Nolan, we live together for you. Right? right, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, yeah, I went, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. But, like, and then growing up, like, look at our USA team. Me, TP, Brad Bill, Andre, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, hey, Matt, real talk, though, that's, why the, that's probably why the Lakers won the championship, because Quinn was in the bubble before. We was in San Antonio. Oh, my God. What? Grass, me and Grass, they got us in San Antonio. It's me, uh, Quinn, Brad, and Johnny O'Brien, and Adonis Thomas. Oh my god! Like, like <laughs> that's a hell of a squad. Like, bro, okay, okay. we was in we was in San Antonio with no TVs, <laughs> no nothing. We was literally just out there, bro. And I'm like, this cannot be real. We out there for like two months just playing basketball every single day. We go to Tim for USA? Yeah. We every day, bro. We eat spaghetti and french fries every day in Germany, bro. Every day. That's the first time Brad told everybody to put sugar in their spaghetti. That's how real this shit is, bro. Like, it's like Basketball shit is real life shit, bro. Like, bro, we got, you know we, got we got, bro, for real though. We telling, we telling stories. We telling all these stories about like how we come up and Johnny O'Brien with us, and he like, man, you know what? All I know is my mom be like, if you play like that again, we ain't never making it out of Cleveland, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> we used to be, bro. We was in the trenches. I don't think people understand that. Like, we was really just young in the trenches, bro. And we was going – we not going to, like, no real – we going to, like, the hood of Argentina. We getting caught outside. Like, just, <laughs> just a bunch of, like – just a bunch of, like, crazy shit going on, man. And we just – like, at the time, like, I ain't noticed how wild it was. But now that we older, we was really doing some nutties. Like, <laughs> we was really testing the boundaries. So. Isn't that crazy that you guys were in Ger- – a bunch of kids from the hood in Germany because of a basketball? You know what man. I'm saying? 
That's crazy when you think about it. Basketball's taking you guys all. See, when I was a kid, when I was growing up, I'm older than y'all, but we didn't have it. Like, we had AAU and all this stuff. Like, I'm not that old, but we had AAU and stuff like that. We had the major players. Obviously, there's no internet like that. There's no mixtapes, but like, there was no Team USA stuff like that. We didn't have that. It wasn't, it wasn't what it was yet. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the two biggest games were McDonald's All, well, McDonald's All American, then the Magic Johnson game, and then the, the Kentucky Derby Festival. Like, those are the three biggest games. Now there's a, everybody got a game. You know, Red, you know what's crazy about that? And it's like, you got to think, we're not just playing like a bunch of bums overseas. Like, we played against the big dude from Gonzaga, the Karnowski dude. Oh, wow. We had, we had to beat, we had to beat Wig, and we had we had to beat Wiggins, and we had to beat the, uh, what's the guard with the long hair? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Pangos. Pangos. Kevin Pangos. Yeah, Kevin Pangos. Like, Richard, we Rick on that team. Anthony yeah. Benz on that team. Yeah, we playing like real players. Oh, yeah, right. So you know what I'm saying? But the craziest part about that was the practices. Like I, I never like that was one of the things looking forward to practice. Cause you looking at Brad Bill, him, Tony Roden, MKG going at it. You got James McAdoo, who back then did not miss a shot. It don't matter what kind yeah. of shot it was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like he just did not miss a shot. Then you got like it was crazy the matchups. You got Andre Drummond, who just being the goofiest basketball player I've ever seen, just wilding out. Like <laughs> We had so much talent at the time. Like we, I don't even think none. Of, only person who was really knowing who was, I can tell you this. I thought Quinn was gonna be a GM because he was. He was. He was the only nigga on the team who talked talked to talked to us like we was NBA players. Like people like Tony, you gotta understand. Drummond is gonna be a top pick. Look how long his arms is, his hands. I'm looking at him like, brother, nobody give a damn. Because I remember him and his mom was real was real tight. And his mom used to always hit me like, "Man, take care of Andre. Like, like look after him. Like, blah blah blah." Because Andre, he's not who he is now. He ain't really talked. No, you know, he was real shy, real timid. This nigga was doing some shit. I'm like, bro, like you literally could be number one pick in the draft, bro. If you just lock in, you know what I'm saying? Not to say I'm the reason he is, but I used to try to help him, help help him believe that himself. You know what I'm saying? When him running out the running out the film room, jumping over that chair. Oh, bro. Man. <laughs> bro, I was like, this. I remember this nigga with baseline and try to windmill me the side of the backboard. <laughs> <laughs> man, man, this nigga was crazy, man. Bro, Andre was crazy, bro, but he used to dump everything. Oh, like, break rams and shit. Yeah, like, and then, like, I remember one time we, was, we had to scrimmage the older team, and the older team was like Austin Rivers, uh, Kyrie. AD, yeah. and I'm like, and Quinn, Quinn come up to me in warm ups. He was like, when Kyrie lay you, don't even take it personal. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like hey, you know, I got offered off that game, yo. Yeah, Coach K was right there. Yeah, I got off the game, bro. Yeah, oh wow, Coach K was right there watching this play, bro. And I ain't never seen a play some later ball up like Kyrie. Hey, bro, I'm gonna tell you, but TP probably remember this though. I'm gonna tell you the highlight, the highlight of that scrimmage. So I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna paint the picture for you, uh, MG. Okay. Basically, we was in San Antonio. Uh, we were 17. We was going to Germany, and the 18, the 18 and under team with Kyrie, uh, Austin, Jeff Cable was the coach. They was they was staying in San Antonio. They was playing they they games and stuff. So they was there like two weeks before us. So we got there. We had like two practices, and then we scrimmaged them. So. Like it was, you know what I'm saying? They had Kyrie. Kyrie was like the hottest thing ever at that time. And uh, you know, Coach K's there because Coach is the he's the Olympic coach. So I'll never forget it. Gilly was on our team. And Gilly, obviously, Gilly was always, he was always this was before Anthony Davis, too. You keep it, you keep it. This is before Anthony. So it was always Gilly, number one, in my class. Tony yep. a year younger than. But it was always Gilly in my class. That summer or that spring, people was starting to talk about Quincy Miller. Yep. Right. So, right. so, 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 so Gilly. So they was having that. You know, Mike was not trying. This Mike, is sick. Mike's quiet, but Mike's not. He's he was not trying to get that spot up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Quincy. No. Quincy. He had missed like the whole. He had missed like the whole like. First two weeks with the 18 number. So he gets there 
And his first day there is when we scrimmage. So I remember, bro, I'll never forget it. We played him, and you know us, word got in that, that Quincy flew in, you know what I'm saying, just for the scrimmage because he wanted a piece of Mike. This is what we tell Mike. Yeah, Marcus. <laughs> Marcus, mind you, hold on, Greg. Mind you, Quinn not telling you the whole story, though. Mind you, Quinn go to Marcus Teague like, oh, we finna make these men. We finna make them go. He was like, he was like, he was like, he was like, Brad gonna guard Austin and Quincy yeah. gonna guard and Quincy Ooh. gonna guard. Like, so, so they hyping it up because I'm Quinn roommate at the time. So I hear him hyping it up. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I ain't really seen him play like that because I'm a year younger than him. Yeah. Right, right, right. So I'm on the bitch like, Coach, we need to put me in for real. I'm trying to watch. Yeah. Trying, to see, <laughs> trying to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Man. So, so if you remember, Quincy ain't play like the first – he ain't play like the first two quarters because obviously he wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? So we, we did like four quarters, maybe five quarters. And we holding our own, but Kyrie, dog, like Kyrie, bro. It was like probably one of the best performances I've ever seen. It was and, ridiculous. Uh, so it was the third quarter, bro. I'll never forget it. And Quincy checks in the game. Uh, I will never forget it, bro. The nigga Mike Gilkins gets the board, bro. Bring it. You know, Mike plays his transition a lot. He's slowing it down, slowing it down, slowing it down, slowing it down. He points at Quincy. He's like, nah, come on. Come on. So, so me, Tony, Rowan, Brad, we like, oh shit, like you know, we on a bench, we on a bench, we not in the game. So they don't do it, you know what I'm saying? Like Quincy don't go guard him. Not to say Quincy was scared, but you know what I'm saying? Quincy was like kind of caught off guard. So dead ball, dead ball goes. Gil, Gilly's like, nah, they say you number one, right? That's what they want to see. Like Mike don't talk. Like Mike, Mike don't really be talking like that. Mike, he don't talk at all. Mike, like man, this and he, he kind of. He kind of stutters a little bit when he talks. He wasn't stuttering that. Nah, he was like, he was like, man, this is what they want to see. Like, come on, man. Gilly started picking that nigga up full court, bro. They was going at it, bro. Like, this we got, bro. We got stories for days. Like, hey, Quinn, I, I was lucky. I was lucky to be around that time. Nah, the cra- the one of the things I remember about that scrimmage is, so Austin and Brad was like in like a little beef. Yeah, because Austin told Brad he was going to Duke. I mean, he was going to Florida with him. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they thought, so originally they thought it was like a tandem. So we get to the scrimmage and Marcus T got the ball. And I don't know who Austin was guarding, but he was like, no, nah, you're going to go, you're going to guard Brad today. So he dribbling at the top of the key, like, nah, bro, you, you finna guard Brad. <laughs> so Austin like walk over there like a sad kid going to like, but like, and you know, but it was really just like competitive. So like, bro, if you really saw people like really just going at each other just because. Yeah. Cause of the hype, and I mean, at USA, that was a perfect place to do it. Cause we was the only people in the gym, so yeah. yeah. The runs was the runs used to be so crazy. But I'll tell you this: I saw how good Kyrie was in the runs, and the way he made the way he was making us look was ridiculous. And it wasn't even like we was playing bad defense; it was just that he was Kyrie Irving, bro. Like it was just like, it was way, way better than everybody. Way, way better than everybody. And that's that's another thing that I noticed with like Brad. Oh my god, like the way he was shooting, like when we got to Germany, the way he shot the ball was like nuts. He's yeah. shooting like 48% from three. Damn. And I'm just like, we like, yo, this this is crazy. Like, I'm I don't know what, what we was talking about one day. And I remember I DM Quinn, like, bro, they tried to tell me Brad didn't have like handle in high school. I'm like, bro, Brad was getting whatever he wanted for three months of the year at USA against <laughs> like whatever he wanted, bro. And it was it was just crazy, like how that team was. And you know, we were, we were wild out, but like Quinn was was the like the head of the snakes for us. Like he started talking, like he calmed all of us <laughs> down. Cause you gotta understand, it's a lot of personalities, bro. Right. Like so, like. He was like the natural born leader. Like everybody looked to Quinn, like, hey bro, like what we finna do. Even if we was gonna do something stupid, like we would look to <laughs> Quinn like hey bro, you're gonna have to okay this. And another thing, bro, I'm from grads, I'm coming from East Atlanta. I ain't never went to a camp or nothing in my life. Oh wow. So like the first two weeks, I'm scared to take a shower. Oh and- <laughs> Grass, I am musty as shit, bro. Quinn, oh, God. Quinn, Quinn finally come up to me and was like, hey, bro, you're going to have to get your big country ass in the shower. 
And I was like, bro, any nigga, any nigga who gonna tell me that, bro, any nigga who gonna tell me that, like till this day, <laughs> grass, till this day, LJ Rose to this day be calling, he'll call me like big funky to this day. LJ Rose call me big funky. The funny is I said it just like that, bro. Yeah. I'm he like, was like bro, I love you, bro, but hey, you gotta get your big ass in the shower. Grads, 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 quit not knowing. Grads, Quinn not knowing that I ain't never even showered outside of like my home before. Yeah. Because wow. I ain't go to high school yet and I ain't playing no camps. I was in eighth grade. So, bro, that shit was so funny. Boy, I was dying. And then Quinn, every morning, Quinn playing go go. Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, hey, Quinn put me on a go go when I was out in DC. Bro, Quinn playing go go every morning. So he it's it's nigga, they rapping Gucci verses over go go beats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Quinn like bro, this <laughs> I'm looking at Quinn like bro, this is not Gucci, bro. Like I don't know who this is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bro, like it, it was like, that's how much respect, like, we have for Quinn, bro. Quinn, by the end of our time, bro, Quinn had the whole the whole team singing Go-Go. You got Adonis Thomas from Memphis, Tennessee singing Go-Go, dog. Like, we was, wow. Bro, that, that trip was crazy. Like, thinking back, like, it was wild. You know what's crazy, bro? I wish, like, I wish that, like, like, we was, like, today's kids. Like, we recorded everything and shit, like, for our memories and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because, right. I don't got. I really, I really don't got no footage of that of that stuff. Nah. Man, I wish, I wish, bro. I wish that we were recording. That like, grass. We in, we in, we in San Antonio. In Quinn, it was me, Adonis Thomas, Brad, and um, Johnny O'Brien in one room, and then Quinn was in another room. So this is when we were in San Antonio. Johnny O'Brien, grass, drops his phone in the toilet. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> And Johnny like six. Johnny not look like he like sixteen. Yeah. So like he in the bathroom yelling, "Fuck, dog, damn, damn!" So we, we go get Quinn. We like, bro, what's wrong with this nigga? We really thinking something happened. Like we we really like trying to check on him. He like, I dropped my phone in the toilet, dog. <laughs> and you got <laughs> to keep in mind, grass. Our phones is all we had. Like that's right. it. Right. We have we have nothing else. So, right. so he's just like, bro, you you low key shit out of luck. But like, eventually they found him like some kind of phone or something. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. That's that's see, that's the stories you guys have. Like, and the, the, the like Tony saying from East Atlanta and hearing about go go music. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just that's just crazy. Like the cultural differences and how basketball brings everybody together. You know what I'm saying? At that age too, because you don't know you don't know nothing else but your city. You know what I'm saying? You don't know nothing else. You know what I'm saying? So for us to get that experience at 15, 16, that's, it was a cheat code, bro. We was we was cheating for real. Man, that's crazy. So okay, Quinn. So I that man, that's great. That's that's great material. I'm, I'm so glad we talked about that. But let, let's get into the uh the NBA season. Okay. Yep. And we already know. I mean, this is a 100% a pro Lakers podcast, so you ain't got to worry. Um, we already know you guys are going to win, win it again this year. Okay. Um, I'm saying MVP should have been Braun last year. Um, we know that he got finals MVP. I, I don't think he even cares about MVP anymore. Um, as long as he gets finals MVP, he ain't tripping. Um, I think that they probably gonna give it to Luca though. Um, not saying Luke isn't deserving, but I mean, that's just the way it's gonna go. Maybe AD. Um, AD's gonna have to have a double double, like average at least twenty eight plus and twelve plus to get it. Um, who do you think that people aren't talking about that is gonna be that? Since you, I mean, obviously you're in the NBA. Who do you think that people aren't talking about? That is going to be good this year that people aren't talking about. Do you Team think? or this player? Well, well, both. Yeah. What do well, you I, think? I think. Well, I think. I think. I think Bron could win it every year. I think. I, I mean, think yeah. He, I mean, y'all know that uh, he, yeah. he he should he should be considered one or two to win it every year. I think AD is going to take a step this year. I think him, you know, getting acclimated to LA and being. Under them lights last year, I thought he 
you know, I think he's coming to a different type of um not 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 a new AD, but I he has a different walk to him right now. He I think he 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 knows like he, he knows, got the glow. He knows that he's one of the best players in the world. Um I think KD's gonna be, you know, in the mix because I think they're gonna finish number one in the East. And he's gonna be one of the best player and killer on that team. Um I'm very, I'm very interested. I want Dame to get some some of the MVP love this year. I want I, I, I want I think I think Dame only really gets talked about, you know, a lot like through the world, like during the playoffs. I want people to pay attention to him during the regular season. You know what I'm saying? People always pay attention during the playoffs because what he does in the playoffs is it's, it's too loud not to be talked about. But, you know, it took right. what he had to do to OKC last two years ago and then what he did to get in the playoffs last year and what he did against us for him to kind of get that respect. Like, But I think, you know, the real knows he does that all season long. So I want people to pay attention to that. And then, shit, Brad. I think Brad's going to take that step this year. I think Brad, I mean, like my right-hand man. But, you know, I think I think it's time for him to kind of step into that top seven, top five conversation. Okay. See, thank, thank you. Thank you. This is – thank you, Quinn. Thank you. I think it was big that you mentioned how AD is. Because if you've ever been around Anthony Davis, like we played my scrimmage and I was around him from scrimmage. You would never like by his mannerisms. You would never think he was yeah. who he was. No. Like you know what I'm saying. So AD a- is like he's the epitome of humble dog. Like I don't think people understand that. Epitome, so, like, Tony. That's the word you're looking for. Epitome. Yeah. But go ahead. So then, like, like I feel like that that's a big step in his game to see him coming into that because. You could tell, like, I could tell immediately in the preseason, him shooting sidestep threes, like the whole nine. Quinn, from you seeing him early to now, do do you ever go in the room and like think, be in the room and watching him play and think, dang, I remember when he was like this. It's crazy to see what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, we talk about that all the time. Like, I remember, I remember when he was a a six two guard, bro. Like, I guarded him. He was six two. He was he was six two. Shit, in like March, and then I seen the highlight tape when he was dunking and shit. I'm like, bro, he look like that little guard from. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and I I remember that, bro, and we joke about that all the time. But, bro, like he's ridiculous. Like, I think I think he like like bro. He he already had the cheat code because he was a guard. He could move like a guard, and then he exactly learned how to block shots, and he grew into today. But uh, man, he uh. Generational talent, bro. It's it's it's, it's sick, dog. It's sick. Thank you, thank you. Like, I mean, I'm. Did you guys? I know you guys don't really care, but like, the Clippers losing. <laughs> it's always great for Twitter, and uh, the Bucks losing. Um, I mean, I know you guys didn't care who y'all played because y'all was gonna win regardless. I mean, we know that. Um, but like, when the Clippers lost. No, we you know what? I don't even want to talk about the Clippers. When the Bucks lost, okay, how did that? How did how how did that resonate through the locker room? Because I kind of know you guys wanted to play them because all because Giannis won MVP. I know in AD and in Braun, like I don't want to hear what the other ones you did. What they say in the locker room, Quinn? I'm not going to ask you that dumbass question, but it's just like I, I kind of I know how you go down. I just I just how how I know y'all kind of was like, man, I, we wanted these niggas. Like on some real and shit. To be honest, bro. Like, um, I believe I believe that you know, uh, guys on our team want to play them, um, because I think we start playing our best basketball during the season. You know, I remember that that we played Milwaukee on a Friday, we beat them after they beat us in Milwaukee, and then we played the Clippers on a Sunday, beat them after they beat us the first two times. And then the season ended like on Tuesday. So man, you know, man. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, man. I, I, mean I, I, I think for us, like obviously we wanted that, you know, matchup to happen. But the West was so loaded, like shit. We had, we had Dame who was as hot as fish grease in Portland first round. Then we had Houston who plays as unique as anybody with 
right. James and, and, and Russ and, and, and all those guys. Right. So, I mean, you could think about, you know, we want to play the Clippers, we want to play um, Milwaukee, but, bro, we had so much smoke before we got to them. Like, you couldn't overlook them. And you saw, like, shit, I'm not saying the Clippers overlooked um, Denver to play us. I'm not saying and, uh, Milwaukee overlooked Miami, but it was so much smoke, bro, and it was such a, a different dynamic. Like, shit, you, you didn't know who was going to win, bro. So, man, it was – it was crazy. It was crazy to see how see how how they lost, especially the Clippers. But right, hey, okay. So usually when you guys play each other in the playoffs, right? Well, not usually. Normally, before COVID, y'all wouldn't see the unless you guys were homies and went out to dinner. But like in the playoffs, I don't know if y'all be doing that. But like y'all didn't see each other. You would like you play the game. You guys, you know, dap up at half court, maybe talk in the in the hallway after for a hot second, maybe in the playoffs, maybe. And then you guys go. Can you go to the hotel? They go to home, and you guys go have whatever. But like <laughs> you, you see the Bucks or or the, or the who the the Clippers lose, and you see them in the lobby. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like awkward, like not awkward. I know you guys can go, hey guys, how you doing? You know, I know you guys can go talk to them, but it's just like right. seeing them. Nah, I mean you seen them, but like shit, like you know what I'm saying. You got homies on on on, on those teams, so I was going to get the real, like going to get the scoop, like when we lost or when something happened to me. Dudes was coming to my room and we was shooting shit upstairs in the players' lounge. And man, it was a real like interesting dynamic. I think I think the weirdest thing was like maybe not even after the game, but before. Like you know, you got well, me. It was a little different. I wasn't really in the rotation, so I wasn't really like as like kind of not locked in. But I couldn't like if I seen somebody was about to play that night, I wasn't like not about to talk. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Like walking like down to breakfast, like. You know, like I remember Denver's Denver's uh, room was like right across from ours, and Miami's was like right next to us. So our last two series is like we literally like ate breakfast and all our meals like literally right next to each other. Wow, uh, while we was like in a grueling series, which was kind of intriguing. That was a bubble. <laughs> that's crazy. That's, that's yeah. That's crazy. Like that was some shit that people talking about. That that bubble's easy. It was so easy. Like these people don't know what, to, know what they're talking about. It's like yeah. you like it's like man like. You see these people all the time. It's like you're not used to that. You know what I'm saying? That shit won't right, man. That shit won't right. Well, I mean, I know, Quinn, so tomorrow night, we doing this tonight. Tomorrow night is ring night. Yeah. Okay. That, I mean, there's going to be no fans or whatever, but, like, it still is against the Clippers. Like, that's just – that's you ain't got to speak. I don't want you. We, 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 bro, I ain't going to lie, bro. It don't feel like – it don't feel like – Yeah, talk to me about that because, like, that's what I be saying. Like, I, I, I think it's because we, like – like they were speeding up the season, kind of. You know what I'm saying? It's like we're like, yeah. 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 we already done played them twice. You know what I'm saying? Last week, granted, it was a preseason, but like it was really not no build up for real. Like, I don't really feel build up like I felt last year and years prior to like open the night and and stuff like that. So maybe it's because there's no fans. Maybe it's because we just got done playing. I don't. You a vet now, bro? You a vet? I am. I got six in, bro. Yeah, you a super vet? You a vet yeah. now? You a super vet. You a vet, boy. You played longer than dudes got drafted in your class. Lottery picks, all that's how it happens every year. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the crazy thing is, is like you ain't get drafted, but the people in your draft class and you there before guys who got drafted. So I mean, that's just that's just great. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. But sorry, speaking about what you was just saying, like the buildup and because this COVID shit is crazy. Like, I mean, just watching everything in sports is just it just don't seem the same. I mean, I'm glad y'all won the bubble though. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> y'all won it, you know what I'm saying? Don't matter how you got the ring. So, but like I mean, you guys talk about that as a team. Like, how are you guys gonna approach that this year? Like, I'm Quinn, you talking about I think I mean you're gonna get a lot of playing time this year. And I'm not trying to say that like you a scrub. I'm just saying like the way that I mean, like guys gonna be taking rests and the yeah. season was over 71 fucking days ago, 73 whatever days ago. It's like, that's what, six, seven weeks? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Five, six weeks? I know us. I know us. We're playing, you know, to be playing in June and July. So, you know, I think, you know, our management and coaching staff and front office do a good job with, uh, you know, uh, managing guys. Uh, we know it's a sprint. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And with this cold COVID shit, man, if you positive, bro, you got to be out 14 days. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like minimum. So God have opportunity. Um, and uh, you know, I know I get an opportunity. I'm I'm gonna be ready. But uh 
man, it's an interesting dynamic, bro, because, you know, it was no offseason. Um, you know, free agency flew by. There was no summer league. So a lot of rookies is just, you know, taking up spots, man. You saw there's so many guys like, shit, I was a free agent for a while. We had a conversation like right. so many guys, bro, who 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 don't have jobs. So it's it's going to be interesting this year, man, and hopefully everybody stays healthy. Hopefully we won't go back to a bubble, guys, is, you know, staying as safe as possible. You know, we can't go to the clubs. We can't do nothing. We can't go Bro, like we can't do none of that shit. So you guys got to go home after the game, and like it's not even worth it because the fourteen days being out, it's like man, dude, it ain't, it ain't even worth it, bro. Like you guys literally got to stay. Can't have no guests over that you don't be knowing like that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's the team who sacrificed the most, bro. And you know, I I, mean, I know not to say other teams were sacrificing in the bubble, but I know us, bro. Like going there, like bro, we had three months, like. I know we're gonna get homesick. I know we're gonna miss our family, our kids, like our wives, whatever. But you know, we here for three months, bro. And you can see, like, I remember, like when teams would get down two, one, three, one. You know, they wasn't, they ain't really had that much fight. They're like, shit, we about to go home. You feel me? Like, right, right. Like, shit, we we went cool, but we lose. I'm going to the crib. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. Yeah, so it was a bid, bro. Three months is a bid. You know what I'm saying? I don't think people understood, like. How isolation could do to somebody's mind, right? In this well, stress, they're, they're rich, right? I don't want to hear that bullshit. Yeah, I, I think for me, bro, like it was tough. Like it was, it was one of the toughest times I had been. I had been in. Um, you know, it reminded me a lot when I was at Oak Hill. Um, like, cause if y'all remember, like, remember my grads, remember I got hurt at least twenty four. So in my first two months at Oak Hill, I wasn't playing. Right, um, I was. A uh, kid from the city, you know, thrown in the Oak Hill in the in the middle of nowhere, no phone, no TV, nothing. Like I didn't know how to, you know, what I'm saying. So mentally, you know, I it, that was tough. Um, but what made my time better at Oak Hill was I was playing. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you can be going through whatever. You know that TP. You know that outlet is always hoop. You know what I'm saying? We can be going through anything in life. But right. those two three hours, we get the hoop. We good. We was in a bubble, bro. I wasn't playing, so oh, man. I, I I think for me, like my teammates got me through that shit. Like I ain't had none of my family come. My girl, my mom, I didn't want them coming because it was really nothing for them to do there either. So right, right, I'm, right. I'm cool, you know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all can watch on TV. I'm straight. Um, but you know me going to Bronze Room every night and playing mad with him, does and AD and and Randy and Keith and us, you know, drinking wine, watching you know, comedy shows every night. Like, that shit got me through because, you know, a lot of those guys, like, you know, their wives came or their, their kids came. Like, I didn't have nobody. So, all I had was them for real. So, right. Um, if I had, if like, say if I wasn't close to my team, say I was on a team who, you know, I, I wasn't really close with them. Like, I don't know what I would have done, bro. So, that's crazy. I, I was lucky to be on such a great team like that. Yeah, that's crazy. That is true. Like y'all did, y'all did adapt like the family atmosphere in that bubble. Yeah, and you could kind of, you could really tell on the court because yeah. I don't think people. I think people, a lot of people just thought like you know the Lakers are gonna beat everybody. They got LeBron, they got AD, AD. But I don't think people understood how hard it is for y'all to make the adjustments y'all made and players be comfortable. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying, and I think that speaks to the family atmosphere. Cause if 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 you really in a family atmosphere and you tell Javale you got to sit this whole series because we don't think you could play against these people and he not take it personal like that like a lot of times that breaks teams <clears throat> like pe- teams lose series on adjustments like that because attitudes and all that get in play but with yeah. the Lakers y'all adjusted kept going saw the goal did what y'all had to do and I think like that's a that's a big like a big, a huge thing. Even when players missing shots, I think Danny Green had rough times, came back, bounced back. Contavious had rough times, bounced back. You know, even Georgia, but we can talk about that later. But you know, KCP had a tough time, bounced back. But that shit, like that comes, that family shit comes out during those times because you really trust these people telling you what to do. And with the Lakers, you can really yeah. see that. Yeah, nah, for sure. I mean, it started, it started with, you know, Brown and AD, they set the tone. Right away, just making the family atmosphere. Obviously, the coaches in front office did that, but you know, Brian kind of said, 
not kind of they set the tone for the jump. So nah, it was it was definitely experience. Sure. Yeah. I'm glad you there. Ain't nobody worried about nothing else because it's Lakers, baby. We taking it back to back. Hey, I want to give a special shout out to my guy Quinn Cook for coming on tonight. He uh kind of did me a, a, a big homie favor, you know what I'm saying? Did me a, a big come a homie favor and I, whatever. He's a fan. That's my guy. Uh, I want to say, you know, thank you, Tony Parker, once again. And uh, this is a this is the last one. We'll catch you guys next year. And just want to say, go Lakers! And once again, thank you, Quinn Cook, for coming on. You got any last words before we go? This is the last episode. No, 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 no of the year of the last episode. Oh, of the year. No, no, I'm gonna keep it going. <laughs> <laughs>